What is going on, Fantasy Alarm family? My name is Justin Fensterman, along with Matt Sells, and it's time for another Meetup the Family Times podcast. What's going on, Sells? How has 2022 been for you thus far? So far, it's been pretty good. Um, you and I were just talking about some stuff uh, before the pod, and I was saying uh, I've hit pretty well on price picks so far in, in various prop betting contests, thanks to uh, John and Pemba's NBA picks, because without those, I'd be up a creek there with you know i'm not the biggest nba follower um so yeah it's been going pretty good it's actually warm here in nebraska this week it's like in the upper 50s uh which is not usual right like nebraska in january but that's okay because on saturday we're supposed to get like a foot of snow so it'll all come crashing down soon enough yeah same with us it's warm today here in maryland but Soon enough, the snow is going to be back. By the way, on Alarm After Hours on Sirius XM last night, Sills, we, we talked about you and your fandom of 15 teams last night we on the show. 15 me, teams. Me, Ronis, and Helen. We just we bought, we all agreed. And I'm just saying so it's not like we're talking behind your back. We <laughs> Ryan Hallam is not with us today. But last night when he joined Adam Ronis and I, we all agreed that you got to just root for one team. You can't take credit for multiple teams in the same sport. Okay, 15 teams, man. I got one team in every sport except for baseball. Okay, well, you know what? That's like having and they're not even in the same. They're not even in the same like league in baseball. One's an AL, one's an NL. Oh, dude, don't even get. We're not going to go there. We're not because we got to talk some playoffs here, and we're going to talk some playoff contests as well. But I just wanted to let you know, so it's not like we're talking behind your back. So I'm talking to your face. So now (laughs) you know that. But. Let's talk about playoff contests. All right. How many playoff contests are you in this time around? Uh, I am in one uh, right now, the FFPC one. Um, that is a, you know, the the $200 buy-in one. Uh, first place gets a half a million dollars if you win it. Nice. Uh, that one's pretty, it's very interesting. And I don't know how other ones work, but this one and we actually have content for this up on the site written by Andrew Cooper. Uh, it's on the Fantasy Alarm side on uh, under NFL. You can find FFPC content there. But you have a you have a twelve player roster. Okay, so one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end. I think there's like three or four flex, a place kicker, and a defense. Yes, they have kickers and defense in here. Boo! But you can only pick one player from a team. And you're not getting to change your lineups every week. You set it. It's got to be set by the time Saturday's first playoff game goes. And then you're rolling with it. Interesting. So when your player gets eliminated, you're no longer getting points in there. So the max amount of players you're going to get in the Super Bowl is two because you can only get one per team, right? Um So the strategy is kind of to pick your high point value guys from teams you think are going to go to the Super Bowl so that you don't get to the Super Bowl and you only have a kicker and a defense, right? Because you're not going to you're not going to rack up the points if you only have a kicker and a defense, unless it's like a zero to, you know, unless one team scores like 15 and the other one's a shutout and you have the defense that shut them out and the kicker that kicked five field goals. Um so yeah, it's it's pretty because you have to think through rounds, right? And then you got to kind of figure out game scripts of well, if this team wins, then you know this will be the game script in the next one. And unless you're very daring, 
two of your players are going to not get you any points in the first weekend, right? Because unless you're punting the Titans and the Packers, those guys are going to sit the first weekend, so you're not going right. to get any points from them, right? So uh, it's one strategy, I guess, to punt them, but they're the number one seeds for a reason, so it's a little bit, you know. And then there's also the question of what do you do with injured guys like Derrick Henry, who's supposed to be back. Do you roster him in the hopes that he's back and at least so-so and they win and then you get another week? So it's pretty – it's uh, it's a pretty interesting – You're hoping for two games. That's Basically. what you're hoping. You're banking on two games. Right. So – going after Derrick Henry. Exactly. So that's kind of the – you know, obviously COVID's still happening. Can't control that, but – Oh, I thought it's done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't, we all, don't we all wish that were the case? I know, man. Apparently, dude. So does Novak Djokovic, by the way. Like, Oh, dude. I, honestly, man, you know what? It's just such a shame because I wanted him to get the, what is it, the organic natural calendar year Grand Slam, and he just oh. missed it. He was so close. And now it's like we're robbed of it this year. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, I know. Just followed their yeah, I know that. I their know. guidelines and admitted that he had COVID and that he's not vaccinated. And instead of trying to pull an Antonio Brown or an Aaron Rodgers, and just hoping that you know I'm famous enough and nobody's going to care. But yeah, unfortunately, it's bigger than that because yeah. it's still here. But maybe maybe in 2023 we'll be back to normal. But hey, at least we still got sports going on. And with that, let's talk about. Some of these, because we're going to talk about now which players that you're hanging your hat on, especially in your FFPC. I'm in a couple of different formats for playoff leagues. I'm in a one and done, which is always my favorite, because it's kind of like it. That's a strategy where you have to use certain players at certain times and save the others. For instance, I have to be careful with the teams that I want to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, so wait, you can't – so if you – let's say you play Travis Kelsey this week. You can't play him going further? Nope, he's done. Oh. He's now, done. Now that's a whole nother level because – That's right. So you got to save certain things. Like I can't use my kicker in defense or my defense or whatever that I'm thinking is going to the Super Bowl. So it's kind of limits me if I think a team is going to go on the run. Like, for instance, the Buccaneers, you know? That's – you got to be careful there. So this is where, and I was talking with Ryan Helm about this last night here, I, making me think, is it too cute? Because they're not, I mean, I don't think they're going to win anyway, but do you try to get cute and burn a combination of Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith going up against Tampa, assuming, I mean, it's already, you're looking at an eight and a half point spread. They're going to have to throw, you can throw on Tampa, but the problem is it's Jalen Hurts. And even last time he played them, would he complete under 50% of his passes? And, you know, I was thinking that, and that's where we all have to be careful because this isn't necessarily a DFS contest. You want to separate yourselves from your opponents, but that right there, the more I thought about the strategy, seems like I'm hamstringing myself if I go with a combo like that this week. A little bit, but here's one thing to consider, is that everybody knows that the Bucks' rush defense is a pretty vaunted rush defense, right? Right. Except against quarterbacks they've allowed like in the top five rushing yards to quarterbacks this year and the two quarterbacks that they played that 
were really scramble type quarterbacks and Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen lit them up uh, for, I don't know, more than a, more than it saved his fantasy value because he rushed in two touchdowns that game. Right. So that's kind of the thing with Hurts is like, yeah, I don't expect the Eagles to win either. Odder things have happened, like the Saints beating them nine, nothing, but I don't expect the Eagles to win, but if it's a one and done, then this is potentially the best shot you have at getting the rushing yards from Jalen Hurts because anybody else in the NFC that they're going to face has a better rush defense against quarterbacks than the Bucs do. Interesting. I don't think the Eagles are going to go on any kind of crazy run to the Super Bowl, do you? No. I mean, they're lucky to be in the playoffs to begin with. I mean, if there wasn't an extra team, they wouldn't have made it, right? So they kind of got a benefit of – expanded playoffs this year and they get to deal with that by facing the bucks who you know yeah certainly got hammered down the stretch there with losses in the wide receiving core but they're getting leonard from fournette back this week yep. um, and again they they've allowed rushing yards to quarterbacks all year so i would i would take the shot on hurts if you're thinking about it that way interesting because a few other people that I've spoken to about this were calling me crazy a little bit. But again, it is a one-and-done format. So now – Right, because that's the other advantage, right, is if you use Hurts this week and they happen to win, then okay, you lose the ability to play the the Bucks, some of the Bucks players going forward, right? Right. But like we said, there's not another good matchup for Jalen Hurts right. in the NFC playoff picture. So – Take the shot now. If they win, oh, well, you used them. But now everybody else gets to either use them in a tougher matchup or doesn't use them at all. And if they lose, okay, you used them, but you wouldn't have been able to use them if they win anyway. So I got another one for you in this matchup. And we're talking a lot about this Eagles-Bucks matchup. And here's here's an interesting one. In this same format of one and done, like I said, you want to leave yourself options from these teams so you can have as much of a lineup left from during the Super Bowl so you can win, so you have a nice floor. But that doesn't mean you can't necessarily use a player from a contending team that you're thinking is going all the way in the first round. Rob Gronkowski has an amazing matchup. Use him. You think I just burned him this week. Yeah, because here's the thing. Fournette's coming back, right? But they're not going to fully load up on Fournette this week, right? There's no real point to doing that because they're going to use Brady to get up, and then even if they try to run the clock out, they'll still use some other guys to come in. Remember, they can throw to Fournette, which they did a lot too as well. Right, but he's coming back. He's missed a few weeks. They're not going to give him a full workload right off the bat. And the Eagles' rush defense has been pretty decent this year, actually. So, but they've been horrible against tight ends. Like they've, they've allowed, I don't know, like top over a hundred receptions. Yeah. Top five, most points to tight ends per game. Gronk always shows up in the playoffs. Like playoff Gronk is a whole nother level. I'm thinking we burn him. I'm going to ask Ronis about this later tonight. He's going to be like, dude, you're nuts. I'm going to be like, it's a good freaking matchup. Yeah, I mean, Mike Evans is still banged up, right? We don't know if he's going to be 100% yet. Clearly, Antonio Brown isn't going to be there. Godwin's out for the year. So they've got who? Mike Evans and Scotty Miller? And no, they have Cyril Grayson, who's also right. hurt. And, right. you know, and Scotty Miller. 
Can't forget right. about the, the white shifty guy, right? They have Rashad Perriman, Tyler Johnson. Yeah, but it's Gronk against a team that sucks against the tight end. So. Now, here's the other thing. Here's what's good, by the way, for those that are worried. How can you use Gronk so early if you think the Buccaneers are going to win the Super Bowl? They have other tight ends. So you could you right? Are we listen, going to listen, dude? You know what? If you can get Gronk in a great matchup right now, and you can still find a way for that second tight end who you save if they make it to the Super Bowl to get you what three catches for 40 yards? Okay. There's also a chance that Gronk gets hurt between now and the Super Bowl. He's not exactly the healthiest dude, right? Like, I'm not wishing him to get hurt, clearly. But there's that chance, right? Right. So, like, use him now when he's healthy and they have no other options. And because by the time the Super Bowl comes around, if they make it, Fournette will be healthy. You've got Cyril Grayson will be healthy. Mike Evans would likely be 100%. You've got some other guys that will come in and and – Fill a void. So yeah, use I'd use Gronk. What do you think about Dallas? You think what do you think of their chances against the hot Niners? If I'm using anybody, I would probably go with Debo. Because he's been unstoppable. Like it hasn't mattered the matchup. Debo's continued to put up points, right? And even if he gets covered by what Trevon Diggs. Diggs has allowed a thousand yards receiving this year. Like he gets all the hubbub from the what eleven interceptions, but he's either going to pick it off or he's going to give up a big play. So go with Diggs or go with sorry, go with Debo from the from the Niners. I don't know that the I honestly don't know that this is a good matchup for the Cowboys. Neither do I. It's going to be tough. I mean, the Niners are the team that just won't quit. They're and they're better on the road too. Their defense is getting healthy, and if you can just pummel people with a run game, you can beat them in any form or fashion, and that's what the Niners can do. Do Do you see any? I mean, besides maybe the Niners right now, a three point spread. We're looking on DraftKings Sportsbook. You see any other upsets potentially occurring in the first round? So, I don't think the Steelers are beating the Chiefs. I, I really. I really don't think that's going to happen. I mean, Big Ben even admitted as much. He's like, we're going to get our ass kicked, so let's just go have fun. Um, I don't know that the Raiders over the Bengals would necessarily – I mean, spread-wise would be an upset, but yep. I don't know that it would be that big of one. Um, but I don't see the Raiders beating the Bengals. I guess the Cardinals are technically an underdog to the Rams. I could see that happening. I mean, I mean, I'm looking at some of the. I'm not taking the Steelers, even with that 12 and a half point spread. I'm not even taking them as dogs to cover. No, they're not going to cover. No, as I could see, see the Cardinals outright winning against the Rams. Do the Rams scare me a little bit, man? Matthew Stafford's throwing pick after pick, bro. Yeah. And he's also, when's the last time he's been in a playoff game? I mean, it's not like Detroit was the picture of making playoffs in his entire career. I so, mean, and, and I mean, how are you going to beat the Cardinals? You got to beat them in the air. You're better off going at them in the air. Basically. So, right. 
I mean, I, you know, I could see that. Plus, it's a third time around. So, like, how many more different plays are you going to pull out to beat a divisional opponent you've already played twice in two pretty close games? Right. right. So, Rhoda said this, too, to me. Adam Rhoda said this. It's like, why isn't the Cowboys game in prime time? It's kind of weird. You just kind of put them in the middle of the day and that's it. I mean, they'll draw, they'll draw, uh, you know, viewership no matter when they play. This Bills Patriots game is going to be boring. It seems like to me. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the weather is supposed to be better than it was the first meeting in Buffalo, but that's just because of the wind. Like the wind won't be as strong, but it'll be like two degrees outside. So I don't know that it'll be boring. I think we're actually going to see a sneaky good matchup there. I do think the Bills wind up winning it. That's not just my Jets fandom uh, talking. It's because the last few weeks, the Patriots have been putting games on Mac Jones' shoulders to win and try to win the division, and it just hasn't worked. Like, the last game against the Bills, they put it on Mac Jones' shoulders, and they – they lost. And then what did they do when they got to the red zone? They ran it because they didn't trust Mac Jones to be able to to find the holes in the coverage to complete the passes to his underpowered wide receiving core. So I think the Bills are geared up for, you know, the run game. And if they're, you know, Patriots are going to put the game on Mac Jones' shoulders. I don't know that that gets them the win. Yeah, so he needs more I, experience. He just needs some seasoning. That's it. He's mature. He's when it comes to accuracy, he's very solid. I mean, if you look yeah. at the season as a whole, but I'm not saying Matt Jones is terrible. I'm just saying he's I know not there yet, and his you know wide receiving core isn't up to snuff for a playoff team to be able to carry in a passing game. Yeah, the highest total on the board seeing of these six games. 50 and a half, and that is in the 49ers-Cowboys game. So I'm looking forward to Wild Card Week very, very much here. And then we'll continue, by the way, giving you all the plays that you need and get you ready when it comes to DFS or when it comes to playoff contests, fantasyalarm.com and dfsalarm.com as well, man. I'm just trying – I mean, I'm looking at actually was going to say, hey, let's go through some props very quickly, man. Because at this point here, like we talk about, we're all over it at PicksWise.com. But when potentially looking at player props, man, I mean, what game are you going to be looking at first? I mean, can we look immediately at Rob Gronkowski and see what, like, some of his reception props are and whatnot? Because that should be where we go here. I'm not seeing any, though, when it comes to DraftKings Sportsbook, unless I'm missing something. Have you seen anything? I haven't started really looking at the project. I got it. I found it. I found it. Ready for this? Receptions for Rob Gronkowski. What do you think the line's at? By your tone of voice, I'm going to say the line's at like four and a half. Five and a half. I was waffling between five and a half and four and a half. Five and a half sells at plus 115. I'd go over. Why, Why is that plus 115? I don't know, man. Maybe Vegas knows something we don't, but I'm going over on that. I'm taking the shot he can get to at least six. I mean, I it's mean, against a terrible defense for the tight end. They don't have a whole lot of weapons 
to pass to that he trusts as much as Gronkowski. Uh, and playoff Gronk is a whole different is a whole different ball game. Right. right? It's like in the NBA, you get playoff Rondo or primetime Rondo. Playoff Rondo, you get this with Gronk. Like he's a Hall of Famer to begin with, and then you put him in the playoffs, and he's ridiculous. You ready for this too? Jamar Chase, five and a half receptions at plus one hundred right now. Interesting. They want I, that sells. I might go under. I'm seeing I'm seeing Hunter Renfro at five and a half. That's a good number. I go for him. over. I yeah. go over that on Hunter Renfro. By, by the way, I would immediately parlay at least the Renfro and the Gronk props right there. Yeah, I probably I take the under on the chase prop though. What you on the chase prop? You would take the probably under. go under five and a half. How about this one? Someone who has been heavily targeted in the Cardinals passing game, Zach Ertz. He's at five and a half at plus one ten. I mean, I'd rather take Gronk. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, I'd take Gronk over but, Ertz. But Ertz has been targeted like a freaking madman over these last few weeks, and like, what, we won't have we targets? won't have Hopkins for this game. Yeah, it's like thirty-one targets in the last three or four games or something for Ertz. Yeah, I mean, I don't see what the problem is. No, I'd go over that. Dude, you can get some serious odds here on DraftKings Sportsbook right there. Plus odds on both Ertz and Gronk. Dude, I feel like we don't know something. Are they, like, inactive or something? I mean, at least on the Gronk prop, the Eagles suck against the tight end, man. Yeah, my only thought is that they think that they're just going to double cover Gronk and make the other dudes beat him. But if Mike Evans is out there, you can't double cover Gronk. I I just don't I don't understand that I would get on that before a lot of other people do. My other thought is that maybe they think it's just going to be a blowout, so at some point they're going to stop passing, and that caps Gronk's interesting receptions. That is interesting. I don't know. Everybody thought the Bucks were going to blow out the Jets, and then it turned into nope. We actually have to pass it all the way down to the last second to beat the Jets. So I will say this, by the way. When it comes to and okay, and I'm I'm gonna admit this, I don't know if Ertz's first game of the year against the Rams w- was when he was on the Cardinals or not. Week four, that was right around the time he was traded, so I don't know if that was still an I Eagles game. Still, I think he was still on the Eagles. All right, so you know we'll just call it one and one then. So against the Rams, the first time six for sixty, the second time which was in week fourteen, five for forty two. So maybe that's not as surefire as we're thinking, despite despite the plus money. Because yeah, I'm. I mean, they certainly split that right, like right down the middle. Right, there. you got six and five. But I mean, I, it's just you know in the first one though Hopkins played. Listen, I'm going to say this to you. This is why I'm still making the bet. Over his last four weeks, six-plus receptions. Yeah. He's making it happen. He's getting targeted like a madman right now. And the targets is what you need to make a a receptions prop hit, right? You need the volume of targets because it gives them wiggle room. 
Or you could just be Hunter Renfro and catch 88% of your targets and get targeted 80% of the time. And then what's the over-under on Renfro's catches? Five and a half. I'd go over. Yep. Yep. Even though everybody knows they're going to throw to him, he still puts up catches. It's ridiculous. This is fun. Man, I'm going to be placing a lot of bets for this. Seriously, I I just – I don't understand, especially with Rob Gronkowski, five and a half receptions (laughs) – this guy has an ideal matchup beyond belief. Very interesting here, man. Very interesting to see what ends up happening for that. By the way, for rushing yards, I'm looking on this a little bit too, and I'm trying to see where we can go in this direction. And I'm kind of thinking that if I'm going to bet any of these guys, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess do we look to see if Hertz's prop of – 49 and a half, is that enough for you to put a wager on? I'd go over. Wow. Minus 105 right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Jalen Hurts, 49 and a half rushing yards. I I'd go over. I mean, the Bucks, the the Bucks defense has been terrible against rushing quarterbacks this year. And the last time they played, he had a pretty good day on the ground, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, he scored twice on the ground. Right, but, like, in terms of, um, like, rushing stats, I think he had a pretty good a pretty good day against um, Tampa last time. So, yeah, he put up, um, let's see how many rushing yards. Well, okay, 44 rushing yards last time on 10 carries. I mean, look, he's going to run the ball a few times. We know Aside that. Aside from the last three games he had a he had a streak after the tampa game up until the uh first washington game he had a run of 61 71 62 55 69 and 77 rushing yards so well look we we know that his arm isn't going to get him there so he's going to have receivers hands because they drop way more passes good for sure for sure. So look, we got some props there on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Man, we just brought a lot to the table, but there's always room to bring one more thing to the family table as we do to end the Family Times podcast. Sells, what are you bringing? Uh, I'm bringing the fact that we have the NASCAR package for sale on uh, on Fantasy Alarm for <laughs> this coming season. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of content that's flowing out. Dan Malin is back doing the Xfinity and Truck Series. I will help out uh, with a few of those races uh, this year. Dan will take at least one Cup Series race off my hands, if not more. Um, And look, in terms of DFS sweats, it doesn't get any better than NASCAR. I'll give you a perfect example. Last year, Daytona 500, opening race of the season. This year, that's the 20th of February. Uh, Last year, with one turn to go on the final lap of the Daytona 500, I was winning not very much money on FanDuel, which happens in these races because if your guys crash out, you don't win very much money, which happens a lot at Daytona. However, two dudes crashed out in front of Michael McDowell. What happened? I had Michael McDowell. I went from barely in the money to taking down GPPs. I took down 2500 bucks on the Daytona 500 last year. I also uh, cashed a bet. He was going off at 66 to 1 to win. Uh, I had bet it, so I made a pretty nice return on my investment on that one. 
Um, so yeah, it's the, you know, any sport that you can go like a quarter of a mile and go from not winning very much to winning a whole lot is a hell of a sweat, right? Um, we'll have betting content up on PicksWise uh, for free. We'll have prop picks. We'll have prize picks plays. We'll have podcasts. We'll have a whole boatload of content. And you know what else? There's one off weekend this year in NASCAR. One. It's Father's Day weekend, so I get a little bit of a break for Father's Day. Uh, but the Daytona 500 is February 20th. The championship race is November 7th or 8th. There's one off weekend in which we will not have coverage that entire time. So over the course of 39 weeks, you're getting 38 weeks of content from myself, and not to toot my own horn, but I am a two-time FSWA Racing Writer of the Year Award winner and hope to yes. be nominated to be a finalist this year. Uh, still waiting on those nominations to uh, you know, come through. Uh, You're a finalist of waiting to be a finalist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, and Dan Malin... Uh, is is very very good at trucks and Xfinity uh, as well. So you know we'll have projections, we'll have rankings, we'll have a lineup generator, we'll have bets, content, track breakdowns, playbooks, example lineups are making a return. So and you'll get to hear my lovely voice on the radio with uh, Fensty and Ronis, if not with Bender and Bowden um, as well. So why not? Uh, sign up for NASCAR, try something new. We get practice and qualifying back, which will be excellent. Um, it's it's really a very phenomenal sport to watch just for strategy. It's not just a bunch of dudes making left turns all day. Um, and it gets that much more fun when you have money on the line too. So go for it and uh, let's sign up for NASCAR. Yes, and there will be plenty of conversations regarding bushes and asphalt. So yep. you'll all get to enjoy that very, very much. So I'm excited, man. He'll be joining Alarm After Hours regularly to discuss these picks. And we're keeping his feet to the fire here. So we're going to keep track of how Mr. Sells does when it comes I'm to try, I'm going to try and equal last year's mark of picking the winner in 59% of the races, which is a pretty ridiculous mark in any sport, but especially in NASCAR with the variance that happens. Um including 10 straight during the summer swing last year. So I don't know that I'm going to pull that off again, but he's helped hey. me. If you tailed me last year, you made quite a lot of money, especially since uh, 10 more than like 10 or 11 of the winners went off at plus a thousand or, you know, between plus a thousand and plus 8,000 to win. So, you know, you, you made, you made quite a decent return on your investment. If you tailed my picks last year. He's as hot as Tim Richmond was in the summer of 1986. He is Matt Sells, two-time Racing Writer of the Year for the FSWA, our industry in fantasy sports. I am actually going to give a quick look from bringing to the table. Just want to say that someone who I actually thought was really, really cool on TV, in movies, hell of a stand-up, Bob Saget passing away. And obviously, rest in peace. Regarding that, was a big Full House fan, loved Half-Baked as well. His stand-up was hilarious. It was just, I mean, I even loved America's Funniest Home Videos when he was hosting. I stopped watching when he stopped hosting it. I thought he did a great job presenting. Rob Dyrdek doesn't do jack compared to the job 
he did back then. Rob Dyrdek wishes he could be Bob Saget. But I'll just say this as well. You should watch it now, though, because Alfonso Ribeiro does a pretty dang good job. Isn't Snooky part of it, too? No. Oh, okay. I thought Snooky was on, like, ridiculousness now. Well, or something. she is, but that's Rob Dyrdek's show. But America's Funniest Home Videos is still going, and it's Alfonso. Oh, it's Carlton? Carlton? Yeah. Nice. He's so good. He's so good. <laughs> so the point is also that I wanted to make is, you know, with Bob Saget, how he passed away, we don't know. We don't know what happened. It was very sudden. It was very random. He was doing his job not even 24 hours before. And it's just a reminder that no matter all the crap that we're going through, and we all know that it's been a very difficult last two years for everybody as we've had to adjust to pandemic life, you still got to enjoy every single moment. You still got to appreciate it. You can't let life pass you by at a thousand miles per hour without stopping to be like, oh, we did this. This was really cool. Or I had a great time doing this. I often try to pinpoint memories as well every single year that I never forget because you always want to appreciate the good times that you have because you're only going to get so many and that's why when something like that happens to someone as great as Bob Saget, very respected all over the place for 30 plus years, you just it's a reminder that, hey, stop and smell the roses every so often sells. You do that? I do, actually. I, uh, Despite my very busy week this week setting up the MLB draft guide, writing, I have four articles uh, and sets of rankings that are coming out like on when the draft guy comes out, which is Monday. That's not so, stopping to smell the roses cells. That's doing work no, right there. I'm getting to it. I said, even though I'm busy this week, I took an hour yesterday, got away from my computer and went for a walk. Cause it's so dang nice out. I went for a three mile walk and I finished it with a half mile jog, which was impressive because I haven't really run since I tore my ACL 12 years ago. So, you know, even though I'm busy providing y'all, Top flight baseball content, making sure all the tools are working and everything. Took a break, went outside, um, played with the kids a little bit. So, uh, so yeah, but well said about Bob Saget. Uh, he was, I saw a tweet that said, kids today won't understand that Bob Saget basically hosted YouTube on network television for a half <laughs> hour every week. And we all waited to see it. So um, that's a pretty apt description there of what Saget did as the first host of America's Funniest Home Videos. Um, but yeah, I mean... I, you know what I always found funny about AFV? I always found funny the... They would, old cam, camcorders and stuff, used to have the date that you recorded yep. in the bottom left side. Yeah, I they, love that crap. we don't have those anymore. But no, they, I love that crap so much. I think it, it used to be that when I watched, because we got a lot of our eight millimeter film from when I was a kid and stuff put on DVDs, which some of you don't even know what a DVD is. But when we did that, it's just awesome seeing the like timestamp and everything. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I think weird things like that are cool, but Ryan Hallam, speaking of cool, he'll be that cool cat will be back with us next week for Matt sells. Give him a follow on Twitter at these cells, man. And also get ahead of the game, win the race. Now the race to get sells attention. So he can teach you how to crush 2022 in the sport of NASCAR. You can follow me at Fenty sports on Twitter. And you can hear me every single night, Sirius XM fantasy sports radio, midnight Eastern for alarm after hours all week long, 
all sports, all the winning. For cells and fence, they always dominate. No other option. We'll just win.